two, one. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Aaron. My name is Daniel. And this is another special guest episode of the Summer Pod podcast. We are joined by the one and only Jacob Benda. Jacob Benda. Jeez. Round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? So, Jacob, for those of you who don't know, Jacob is a fraternity brother in the uh, AE Pi fraternity over at the CSUN chapter. Jacob, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Had a great uh, Shabbat last night. Oh, Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. I, I've always wanted an opportunity to just talk about my passion and stuff like that. Like, I've had these conversations in my head. But now, That's great. Now, now you can just share it with for us. millions yeah, exactly. of people. Sick. You can share it to millions of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we have millions of viewers. We do have millions yeah, of yeah. viewers. Because yeah. we're sponsored by Tommy Bahama. Jeez. Tommy Bahama. Check it out. Sponsor them. Do it. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> Jacob, how's life been for you? What's been going on, man? So, my life has been amazing. Lots and I apologize. I, I apologize. I apologize. Real quick, <laughs> I have to make the announcements. We are in a very active environment. Uh, we have jackhammering, of course, featuring the jackhammer, and we have painters who are spray painting the entire house. Uh, so we have a lot of background noise going on. So we're gonna do our best to, uh, you know, not have that noise oh, be. Uh, stop. Be nope, it started. <laughs> All right, yeah. never mind. So if you hear a lot of background noise, it's just our environment, but uh, it shouldn't uh, take away from the amazing, insightful information that Jacob Benda. We'll be so sharing. excited. And his name so is Jacob Benda. It's all Jacob Benda. That's what Jacob, Jacob Earth Benda. Benda. Jacob Earth Benda. Earth Benda. Fire Benda. Earth or wait. Air Benda. Earth, fire, or water? Earth. 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 Yeah. Earthquake. Yeah. Tyler the Creator. Earthquake. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> copyright. Copyright. <laughs> so uh, it's it's summer break, right? Yes. Yes. How's that been going? You been working out? Oh, so this summer. So I have a philosophy when it comes to. If you do one thing really well, it flows into everything. Like, if you really mm. try, you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to work out really hard. I'm going to eat right. I have an <laughs> internship, so I'm, like, trying my best in my internship. So uh, it's an What's your internship? So I'm a consulting intern for an accounting okay. firm. Cool. Um, and usually you get a job offer if you play your cards right. So I'm, like, I'm putting a lot of effort, you know? Mm. Like, I'm trying to yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. give me all of your work, boss. Like, I'll <laughs> do it. I'll do so, all So, I mean, jumping into that, what do you, you want to do? After college day or like as a job? So so my goal is have trading as like a, not a side hustle, but like a side business, you know, for taxes, for income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, Passive income. And have like an actual job in consulting, which has like traveling, you get to meet other businesses, get to learn about other businesses. Yeah. Um, I kind of have a balance of that. I would say for like at least the first 10 years, just save as much money as I can. Yeah, of course. And, mm. um have financial freedom at some point. I don't want to put an age time frame because mm -hmm. that pressure is never good for anyone's mindset, you know? For sure. Yeah. You know, so it'll happen if you just don't give up. And as long consistent. as you're doing the right things. Exactly. You're mm -hmm. good. Why, why you're say, why say <laughs> 29 before I'm 30 and want to be retired? Like, yeah, yeah. It's a mm -hmm. lot of pressure. What it if, is, You know, yeah. you would be 27. What if the economy falls apart? And you don't even change? have to retire. I mean, if you love what you're doing, you could just keep going. Exactly. That's know? a whole other thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Jacob Benda is uh, is a Benda. day trader. He trades. So he trades. Uh, you trade. You trade stocks. Yes. Trades moose. Yes, I am a gap camels. trader. But he's he's not like your average Robin Hood. Uh, you know, buy some <laughs> weekly calls. By Robin he's, Hood, uh, he, he's looking at me, and because because I have Robin Hood. He's like Ben is a legit trader. Wow. So let's talk what, a little yeah, bit about that. How did you? Well, first of all, I what want, is, I what is? Put some asterisks. What is? <laughs> I, what, go for it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Um. One is. 
I am break even. I am not a profitable trader. However, uh, my plan is like in three years from when I start to be profitable. So right now, my like first year, my goals, I hit all of them. So for me, I'm not trying to rush. Like I keep my trading risk low. I want to build the right habits. Mm. And I'm definitely becoming more consistent. But like, man, like when I, when I moved to LA in November, trading then and trading now, I'm way more consistent. Like mm. I'm so different. So I can't imagine the next year how much more consistent I'll be. Mm -hmm. And yeah. once you have that consistency, because the edge in day trading is really small, mm. you know? So you have to be consistent to hit that, you know? What's the edge? Can you, can you explain that to, uh, yeah. to the viewers? An <laughs> edge. What's an edge? So, I mean, well, what's the difference between a, a casino and day trading, right? There's obviously day mm. traders that make money that's like not off inside information, right? <laughs> uh, closing. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, this is whoa. not political. Whoa. Okay, okay, my bad. Um, she just name dropping senators. Wow. Well, so think of it, you want to be like a casino at the end of the day. Mm. What does a casino have? I like a 2% edge. They're like 52% win rate, yeah. right? But they make bank, right. right? And that edge is like 2%. So my edge is based off of um, back testing of like tens of thousands of trades that um, I learned from like this this book. Like I have like a whole like education I went through and like I've done a lot of reading. So you have to like find a strategy that works with your personality. So for me, I'm a, I'm a gap trader. So every morning I trade different stocks and I have like two patterns and it's all based off of momentum, right? Breakouts, everyone knows the breakout, right? And then I have something called the three bar play, which is like a breakout, but it's kind of more momentum based as in the first bar needs to be like a big, I trade with candlesticks. Yeah, so for those of those you don't know, and Bennett can explain this more, yeah. when, when you're talking about gap trading, you're talking about the difference between oh. what the market <laughs> closes at and what it opens at. Yes. And that's the gap. So sometimes the market gaps up when it opens higher or it can gap down. Right. So you're playing the momentum between the gap, right? Yeah, you're I should go more macro. I'm getting like two I'm like here and I gotta be more <laughs> here. And then and then the candlesticks, that's just a different a way of analyzing the chart. Right. You the can the chart the chart can be in, in bars. So basically. what is what does your like average day look like? Say you wake up in the morning, what what do you do? So I wake up at five twenty in the morning. Every day? No, only when the, the market's open. But well, yeah, even weekends, Monday, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, you wake up at five twenty in the morning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my. You go my, back to sleep afterwards. It took. <laughs> I, mean, I could talk about how yeah the whole progression of how it all started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um yeah right now what I do I wake up at five twenty mm -hmm. on five twenty to five twenty five I debate why I'm awake <laughs> and then from, <laughs> I'm not kidding and then from five twenty five to um to five forty five actually meditate for like twenty minutes. Right. Oh like nice. Minutes. It depends nice. like how long it takes to debate myself to get up, and um. <laughs> You know, it's, I just try to empty my thoughts. Like, I, I think of, like, the problem. I kind of just have to, like, push it away. Because mm. when it comes to trading, all you can really do is, like, visualize how you can act. When it comes to, like, like, the way I meditate, it's, like, I have to, like, disassociate in a way of, like, I don't feel emotion. Because mm. your emotion is what ruins your consistency. You know, mm. fear, greed. Yeah. What happened yeah. yesterday, you know. It could be something simple as, like, I forgot to make, I forgot a meal prep yesterday. Like, dang it. You know, that, that energy, it goes, it goes into your trading because it, it all reconnects, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. When you enter a trade and, like, the bar isn't the way you want it to be, you get these thoughts, but you have to not act upon them. You know, that's, like, that's like half of it. 
but I'm uh, now I'm like. No, you're good. I mean, I also feel like say like with like sometimes when I have like anxiety or, or like fears, I th- overthink things, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, where am I? Like, what am I doing here? Like, I just feel like I'm like disassociated with my body because I'm so nervous and like mm-hmm. and like overthinking things. It's mm-hmm. really nice to just let go and focus on what you need to focus on, exactly. and not be all you know. So the meditation helps yeah. to really clear your mind and get you right. into the space right. to be handling. You know, millions of dollars <laughs> as you do. <laughs> <laughs> millions of dollars. Okay, so yeah, so, uh, so after you meditate, I assume you have breakfast? No. Don't have breakfast? No, no. So uh, after I meditate, I take a caffeine mint. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, a yeah. caffeine mint? Yeah, so good. They're called uh, neuro... Well, I don't Aaron, you need, you need to get on that. Aaron was just talking about he needs to get tons of Red Bulls for next time. Yeah, the podcast I, need, I need Red Bulls. We're kind of tired. I'm but tired because I spent this whole week with you. <laughs> anyway, okay, all right. Watch, yeah, watch our right watch now. our watch our regular episode for uh, for details there. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so um, I take a neuromint, and um, sometimes I drink a protein shake in the morning just to have mm-hmm. something in my stomach. That's something I've been doing recently since like the summer started, but then the whole like trading thing starts. So uh, I go on my brokerage, I then have a scanner, I scan the gap ups, the gap downs that fit my criteria. And some of that is it needs to have over 30,000 shares of volume. Uh, the average trading range for the stock needs to be over $1.50. The price of the stock needs to be over $10. I don't trade anything with low volume. Like the, the, the stock needs to have at least 300,000 shares of volume before I could even trade it. Mm-hmm. Because slippage, low liquidity, choppiness, like there's like level. So, uh, so volume really is matters. a major part. And the, and the oh, volume. Because with, with the volume, the volume has to do with uh, the amount of times the shares are being traded mm-hmm. throughout the day. So if you have a stock with really low volume, the, uh, the, the, vari- the, the variations in the price is affected because the liquidity is affected. So volume is really important. Oh, yeah. Said. The bid and ask yeah. could be wide. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> like this Friday, um, I had crazy slippage. Like uh, the stock was at like $40, $41. Mm-hmm. And, no, it's $14.40. And in one second, I had my, my order at 14.40 and went all the way down to 14.10, and it just mm-hmm. gave it to me at 14.10. I'm like, my stop loss was like, the risk was 50 cents. Mm-hmm. So it's like, most of my risk was just just like that. Like, when I'm, mm-hmm. I had to like adjust everything, it made it useless. Like, I pretty much instantly lost money because I didn't really anticipate the mm-hmm. giant drop. Like, right. Friday, I gave back all my profits of the week. It was, it was yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah. So wh- what's, been, uh, what's been your worst trade? Uh, What's been your least successful trade? That just a trade that just blew so, up on you. Okay, so sometimes for fun, you know, I, I do I do the whole like swing trade gamble, you know. Oh God. And uh, wait, 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 explain explain what that is. Uh, you look at a stock and you're like, man, I think it. You know, my friend said it was cool. <laughs> I'm gonna invest in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, like an OTC. So basically, basically, like uh, you know, you sit down at the uh, roulette table, and you go, I think it's gonna go on red. And then you put your money on red. But yeah, sometimes, sometimes that works. You know, I go with friends sometimes. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't consider it day trading. It's more just gambling, like dumb gambling, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, mm-hmm. it was a CYDY. And it was at, wait, do you know? Do you know no, the stock? No, never no. heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it's an OTC. What is CYDY? What, what, what is that? Uh, yeah, what do they do? It's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a bio stock. It's, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> you know. Bio something, stocks. Something with... Um, cancer treatment and it's like really good <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <Supposedly>. <laughs> it's yeah, a very yeah. good very you good. know and um 
it just didn't it just didn't work out. I had a stop loss and everything. I risked six hundred dollars. Like if I was wrong, it'd be six hundred. If I was right, I w- it would have been like eight x. So mm. like four thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh wow. Like. I thought it was gonna work. Were they it was were, th- a were they were they like gonna release like a like a trial the next They're day or something? They're gonna be something? listed on the Nasdaq. My dad's <sighs> okay. like it's gonna be good. Yeah. And wow. um, does yeah. your does your dad also um do stocks and all he that? He day stuff trades, or? but he does a different style than me. Okay. He does um. Has has he taught you like anything or? You no, he. So I'm t- I'm a technical trader. I don't mm. look at fundamentals. Mm. He he's a fundamental trader. Okay. So we're, like we're totally different. We argue all the time. So what's the difference between technical yeah. and fundamentals? Technical, all I look at is cash flow. I look at volume, volume, cash flow. That's it. Mm-hmm. The price action, and the cash flow, and the past and the volume. Like that's that's all I look at. Versus fundamentals, when you're taking into account actually what the company is, what the company actually does, the fundamentals of the company. But right. okay, so what what do you think would be better, fundamental or technical? Because fundamental. I think you need both, to be honest. Really? Especially if but you swing trade. But you only do technical. Right. You don't do fundamental. Because that's just my style. But then you think that it should be both. So I think it should be both <laughs> because it could be both. You okay. can make, there's infinite ways to make money in this market. Yeah. There's many, there's so many ways to have an edge. Mm. So many people make money in different ways, you know? Yeah. There's no right way. I think the whole argument's dumb. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest, like, I don't, why are we, why are we fighting over this? Do whatever your mind works with, whatever your personality can do, mm. what, what it can handle. Okay. I, I have a very, like, I like being right. You know, I have a very adventurous mind. And that's awful for day trading. It's the worst thing mm-hmm. you could have. Yeah. So for me, having fundamentals is more things to think about. My trading plan would be huge. Like there'll be so much, so many rules I need for myself mm-hmm. to stay consistent. And for me, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't make but sense. But also when you're trading in such, in such, such small tr- time frames, the technicals are more important, I would say, yeah. than fundamentals. You because can't, the, you the funda- think about it the, too much. The, the fundamentals to. of a company would affect the stock price of the company over a longer period of time versus the short-term technicals. Yeah. So technicals are, b- are by far more important for Plus, trading. Plus, yeah, short term, everyone already knows. The news has been out for a while mm-hmm. with fundamentals. Short term, mm-hmm. it's it's not. I'm not saying it's useless, but it's kind of useless. Well, Cash no, it's, flow, it's, you it's, see it's useful. T- it's useful to watch the news or to to know what's going on with the company before you even try to invest anything with the company. Right, but the cash flow tells you all. If it's yeah. gapped down, there's some bad news, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. what I look at is, okay, how much did it gap down? Is it over twenty percent? That's a mm-hmm. lot. It's probably going to buy back up. I shouldn't short that. Or is it under resistance? Is it at resistance? Mm-hmm. Is there void? Is there space for me to trade? There's. I-, I look at the like the cash flow that's available. I'm trading in a sense people's mindsets in their mind. If yeah, okay, so let's say. But what I mean by like I'm trading people. Trading people's mm-hmm. mindsets. Yeah, I'm I'm trading people's minds. Think yeah. think it's like greed and fear. It's like all I trade. Because that's Damn. that's a lot of how the market works in the short run. Yeah. It's based off emotion. Exactly. It's based on momentum. So so in the short in the short run. Yeah. You're playing that game of basically trading off other people's trades which is based on their mindset mm-hmm. versus the long run where the fundamentals of the company really comes into play mm-hmm. to support the stock price right. so when do when does the market open uh like eastern time it would be eight eight thirty i think it's nine thirty nine thirty nine thirty eastern yeah. so sorry i don't know market ma- stocks, market open, i'm sorry <laughs> market open six thirty on the uh, on the west coast and yeah. you trade that whole period of time no or three thirty. No, no. i only trade for 30 oh, minutes yeah. six thirty to seven. Oh, really yeah i used to trade to seven thirty. But um, I have a whole um, Excel sheet. I type in everything. The time I took the trade when I get out of the trade, oh, nice. my stop loss for the you, trade. You, you track everything. Is it against the market? Is it for the so, market? So when would you say is the best time to trade, to day trade? So I think the it's when there's the most liquidity, when there's the most volume. Yeah. And um, I think that's 
that's uh, six thirty to nine thirty. I know they say to to eleven Eastern, something like that. Uh, yeah. So the yeah, because the, the first, I would say the, the first. Uh, if you, I mean, if you look at like, if you look at the sticks for like the volume, mm-hmm. right at open, there's a ton of volume. Then it kind of tapers off throughout the day. Yeah. Then towards close, volume really picks up towards the close also. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you know you can get a spike or two during the day, but definitely an open and close yeah. for sure. You so really you, so you think you would do day trading? For the rest of your life, you'd. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. y- you like day trading, and you're passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think, like, being born in America is amazing, and having the ability to even trade, come like anything like this is amazing to produce income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I I really did not expect this to be so hard though. This like the whole stigma mm-hmm. with trading. It's like. So what's been the most difficult part in terms of trading? I, is it is it getting the routine down? Is it kind of conquering your own? Your own kind of greed and your own kind of, you know, ego. What's what's been the hardest part? Oh, it's a psychology. Yeah. Anyone in this world can read a chart. I mm-hmm. could teach any of you guys and like and give you guys six months. You'll read it as good as me. Like I understood how to read a chart in the first six months. I, I've been trading since um consistently since like March of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Like right when the, oh, when so it crashed. That's how I got into it. Yeah, like. yeah. But um like the first six months you get it. But then you have to fight you. Like, mm-hmm. you are the biggest enemy. Your emotions, yeah. everything. Your inconsistency because of it ruins everything. Like, you could have a lucky month or two, but then it's, you know, it all goes away after the next couple months. Yeah. You'll be unlucky again because there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. There's no edge. You're, like, at yeah. 40% odds. And that and that's I think that's an interesting kind of thing when it comes to trading and also investing. It's, like, if you if you have, like, a couple lucky trades and you and you make money in the short run, I feel like the vast majority of people – who not not saying they didn't not saying people who don't actually earn the money but if you make it based off of a fluke you're going to give it back at some point exactly it's it's the people who make money because of they have like a really strong investment thesis or they have a really strong philosophy or they have that routine and that's why they made money that's the money they're going to keep versus you you know yolo into dogecoin you make you know 50x and then you do it again then you lose everything because the the, I i think the market has a way of of getting money back from people who didn't really deserve it which is kind of interesting. But there were people that, you know, that said YOLO into Dogecoin. Right. And and now they're millionaires, but they keep it. They hold it. They don't really do anything and, more And, if, with and it. if people the are shade. able to have that discipline. What? The shade, the Dogecoin millionaire. Oh, yeah, the shade. Yeah. <laughs> no, and if people are able to have that discipline, that's amazing. And that's like life-changing amount of money. But hold a lot. on. Is that Southwest? No, it's not. We always have to check <laughs> for which airplanes are flying above us. No, but for people who, people who have that discipline, it's amazing. And, but I think a lot of people don't. And. As a result, they end up giving that money back. Yeah, that's true. You know, because that's, that's what the market is. It's just money changing hands. It's the mindset from the yeah. impatient to the patient, huh? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. No, but you know, it's really weird because um, I was never really into stocks or anything like that or any economic. I, I never really thought about it, mm-hmm. but it was weird. I don't know why I started thinking about it. I don't know if anybody told me anything about it, but during uh, COVID, like right, when, right in March. Um, I started investing into airlines. Into airlines, people are like, oh, right after Warren Buffett stupid. sold all his airlines. <laughs> but I, I invested like it wasn't that much. But I invested in 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 uh, I was gonna say Apple in uh, <laughs> Apple Airlines. <Cha-ching. laughs> I invested in in Delta and also Spirit. But I sold my Spirit. Actually, Aaron told me to do it. But I sold my Spirit and and bought more Delta afterwards. But now like Delta's up like fifty percent. Yeah. Um. From from the t- from March twenty twenty. Bought a peak fear. Yeah. Patient to the patient. So that's kind yeah, of so. There we go. Back yeah. back in March, were you trading back in March in 2020 when the whole market oh, was I could, I, yeah. so was going what, to, what got to me, the wall? Yeah. So 
I traded when the crash started. So what happened was Robinhood, you know, froze everyone's accounts and you couldn't you couldn't sell for it was a day. Mayhem. Oh really? Yeah, I lost all my profits that I was made. I mean, well, I like. What was their logic? Why did why did they hold? Like, what? Why did they tell everyone you can't? Their servers sell? just weren't ready for it. Like oh. or something like that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I lost I lost my five hundred dollars of profit I've been making the whole year. You know, I was oh, like, I was no. like I'm so cool. Yeah, like yeah. buying Chevron and <laughs> like <laughs> Chevron. Yeah, I was I yeah twenty nine. I started trading in twenty nineteen on Robinhood. Jeez. Yeah, it wasn't day trade. I was just holding some stocks, just fu- you know screwing around. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And um, the crash happened, and my dad was trading. I don't know if you know what JNUG is. No. So it's a three times leverage, uh, okay. gold mining ETF oh. instrument. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. it went from one hundred eighty dollars to four dollars. And wow, and he was on three x leverage. Yeah, you know he's fine. No, he didn't. He did not. Oh, hold the ETF. That all the way the down. ETF was it was a leverage ETF. Yeah, and no, I'm saying yeah, yeah, how yeah. I uh, how I uh, learned about it. He didn't. Yeah. He did not hold that all the way. That's like that's a rest in peace sign. If you uh, well, a leverage ETF because for those of you, those of you who don't know, you can you can trade using leverage. So you can trade using borrowed money, but you can all they also have ETFs, these exchange traded funds, where the stock, the stock, the movement of the stock is amplified by a certain degree. So if it's like a 3x leverage stock, if the market moves, you know, a certain percent, that stock is going to move in accordance 3x in terms of magnitude. Um, yeah. So if things go south like they did, they go three times south, which <laughs> yeah. is why I went from what 100 something to, th- to four bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Continue. and um, and it's based off gold mining futures, and Jesus. these um, these like leveraged ETFs they reverse split forever. Like this mm-hmm. crash happens all the time because if a market corrects thirty percent, it goes down ninety percent. Yeah. Now it's like pennies. Went from hundreds of dollars to pennies. What do they do? They reverse split it, right? Mm-hmm. So I was trading it before the reverse split. And uh, if you want to explain the reverse. So splitting. so when you when you reverse split, correct me if I'm wrong. When when a stock splits, they let's say they do like a like a two to one split. They'll basically double the amount of shares while having the price. So a reverse split is the opposite. Mm-hmm. So if you so you could take let's say you could take a quarter of the outstanding shares away and then increase the price yes. by a quarter. So it's a reverse split. But they did it by ten. <laughs> they did. It. They did okay. It by 10. That's terrible. So they so they so they cut the amount of shares in 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 existence by by tenth. By ten. By ten. Yes. By ten. Wow. Yes. But um. So for every ten shares, there was now one share. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then they ten x the price of the stock. Yeah. <laughs> that's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Like if you look back to like 2013, 14, it's like it says the share price is ten thousand dollars a share. It wasn't. It just kept reverse yeah. splitting every time it crashed. But um, so uh, yeah. So uh, uh, that's how I got into it. I was trading before the reverse split when it was four dollars. Mm-hmm. Two weeks straight, I just day traded and made money every single time. Two weeks in like two weeks. Wow. In a row. Wow. Yeah. And um, I lost money two times in a row. And I was like, okay, they're giving it back. I knew it was gambling. I'm like, yeah. who doesn't like yeah. Yeah. have that thought in their mind? Like I didn't yeah. think I was a genius. Um, I was watching videos from uh, live traders, mm-hmm. and he c- he kind of let me know through videos that I'm gambling. So I realized that like wild mist of me like winning a couple hundred dollars mm. a day, and uh, happily, you know, I'm happy I didn't like give it back. I, mm-hmm. But um, that's how it got me s- interested in it. I was like, oh, you just buy and sell. I would literally, um, it's so funny. I would wake up at six twenty-five in the morning. Only five, five minutes. Five minutes uh-huh. before market opens. No, I was, oh, yeah. I was really gambling, really. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And um, I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I watched a video about like a pattern, and if it wasn't there, I wouldn't take anything. But I'd feel mm-hmm. bad for myself. Damn, my chance! I could have made two hundred. Yeah. 
Oh, if I just bought it in the open, yeah. would have been rich. There's and so many what and ifs. That's, and that's yeah. exactly so the, a very interesting, an interesting thing about the markets that you could always look into the past. Right. And you could look into the past and say, well, if I did this, and if I sold here and I bought here, well, I would have made so much money. But from but your experience, you're just like, okay, buy more. And then see what happens afterwards you know like i don't know when i was when i was like when i first got into like stocks and stuff i would just like you know buy and then look back and say like shit like i could have sold it and i could have made a hundred dollars so one time i sold like apple i think for a hundred i made a hundred dollar profit but then i could have held it for another few months and made two hundred dollars profit you know i don't know what what are what are some of your tips for like dealing with um kind of dealing with that FOMO in the markets. Is there any way to actually conquer that that FOMO? Wow, I yeah. should have bought, you know, back in the past. Yeah, so you, you take a deep breath yeah. and you remember that, you know, there will always be a tomorrow. If the market goes to zero, you know, your lives probably mean nothing now. You know, America's gone. Yeah. So just know there's always an opportunity. There's always going to be a Bitcoin number two sometime in the future, another Apple. And you got to be patient and just keep looking, you know? Because that opportunity is in the future. It's not in the past. Yeah. You're not going to find anything in mm -hmm. the past other than, like, Pat. Well, but you know what I mean. Like, it's it's not over, mm. you know? There's going to be a test. There coin, might be something right better in? out there. Yeah. Brewing right now. And all you have to do is just find that consolidation and just start putting mm -hmm. just DCAing into it or something, you know? Yeah. There's, there's always opportunity. There's a mm. million ways to make money in the market. Crazy. You know? Is that Southwest? Not Southwest. Damn it! Another and another thing with FOMO that I, I, I realized later is that you're assuming that you would never sell like throughout the whole time. Like, exactly. Your brain would never be like, that's enough money. I'm good. I'll sell halfway mm -hmm. through. You know, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to ride it to the top. But that's that's how it is with with like with human beings. I feel like it's like look at game shows. Look at deal or no deal. Mm -hmm. Like they get all this money and they're still not happy with it. And they're like, I can make more. But then they lose. Like, I feel like uh, the stock market is very similar in the fact that you get all this profit, say, because you made a good trade. And then you're like, you know what? Let me put all that back in and risk the loss to get a win. I don't know. It's just like... Trading is like against human nature. That's why it's so hard. Against human nature? It's against human nature. We all just want to, like, buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. <laughs> you know, it's... It's mm -hmm. you, you have, you have, you want to act on your feelings all the time. You feel scared. You want to get out. But mm -hmm. it's not what you're supposed to do if you have a plan, right? If you have, yep. yeah, like a like a goal to attain, like I don't know, like the fight or flight, sympathetic, right? The fight or flight is not <laughs> it's not good for trading. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so that and that's an interesting point to uh, to bring up because I definitely think we have some some viewers watching the podcast now that are interested, and uh, <laughs> you know people you're probably yeah. igniting a lot of people's like interest in trading. So for the average person out there who maybe they own a little bit of stocks, maybe they haven't been successful, and maybe they. They hear your story and they're kind of interested in getting into trading. What's what would you say to someone who who wants to get into trading? Kind of maybe wants to know more what it's about. Wants to find some good source of education. What what's kind of the rundown you would give to someone? I would go to Wise live. Words. I would go to live traders uh, on their YouTube channel. So much free content. So much free content. Mm -hmm. And um, risk management. If, if I, I don't know, there's so much. I've I've learned so much. If I had to tell people like three things be risk management um like find find the edge and definitely do reading on psychology or read read this book uh super trader by van k tharp mm. like mm -hmm. if you don't want to buy an education or whatever which is cool like you don't need to spend ten thousand dollars like that's complete bs on, on a course yeah yeah, yeah. like super trader twenty dollar book van k tharp great guy half of it's psychology f like another half of the half is like is <laughs> like risk management mm -hmm. yeah and and the other parts like just knowing the human nature and trading and 
it's it's really a good like all around book if you want to learn how to trade mm-hmm. and have the right mentality, which is everything. You can't win. Like okay, you could be lucky for a year and you could yeah. win. You know, it could be a year or two. Who knows? You could you know you could be that lucky, but just like when it came to like okay, if you bought Dogecoin and you made that money real fast, you could lose it just as fast. That it's the mm-hmm. same thing unless you have like a concrete strategy you have to know what you're doing yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. what do you do when you go on a really bad losing streak because a lot of the times that if people start losing money it's kind of it's kind of like in vegas where you lose a hundred bucks and then you want to make that money back so you keep hitting the tables and then you keep losing (laughs) money and every time you lose money you have to keep playing to win it back mentally that's what what you think so if let's say two or three trades in a row go bad and now, and now you're losing money. Do you do take a step away? Do you try to make it back over the long term? Like, what's kind of your process faced with that right. adversity? Right. It's human nature, right? Mm-hmm. I got to make it back. So I have, I have a trading plan that has, like, all my rules. And I have rules to mitigate that from happening mm-hmm. um, to an extent. So I have, like, a monthly loss limit, a weekly loss limit, and a, and a daily loss limit, you know, to prevent me from, like, keep trading, trading, mm-hmm. and doing that to like myself. Like a budget, kind of. A loss budget. Yeah, you know, because, like, yeah. if you can't have big losses and have big winners, you're going to break even or lose money. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have uh, like, daily, like, limits set. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but I also have the right expectations. So I trade, um, like, my risk is twice my reward. If I risk uh, $50, if my, for my stop loss is at, like, minus 50, my profit target is going to be $100 profit, for example. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, where was I going with this? Oh, so <laughs> so for you to break even with that ratio, you need to be you need to hit your profit target 33% of the time. Mm-hmm. Not including slippage, fees, commissions. 33% of the time. Mm-hmm. With that, that's th- it's possible to have like 10 I've had 14 trading losing streaks. It can happen, you mm-hmm. know? And having the expectation of that's possible and that's okay because in the long term mm-hmm. you're still gonna make money because you could lose 12 times have a six win streak and you're already good again mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah. reversion to the mean if you mm-hmm. trust the process and you stay consistent you kind of have to look past it when i started though i wanted to cry like it's not yeah. fun yeah. you know and um, i wasn't trading as much as i should at the time like uh, the amount of trades i take so it could be like it could be like all my trades for the month you know, it could happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just like you have to just right, have the right expectation. Know that your whatever risk management strategy you have, it like fits it. So like for me, 12, I, I, I've lost 12 trades before, like back to back. And I was OK with it because I know that's that's statistically possible. Mm-hmm. So why, you know, why should I put myself like on a mental pedestal? If it should never happen to me. I'm I'm special. This mm-hmm. this is impossible. You know, it's definitely human. possible. Yeah. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be humble about. It. You gotta just understand, like, it is possible, and that's okay. Because you yeah. know what, you have another like ten months to to make it all back. Mm-hmm. That's know? the amazing part of the stock market. I mean, you could like literally become broke, and then next thing you know, you're a millionaire. Like, I don't know, you could, <laughs> <laughs> you, could you could, you could do a lot. You could, uh, <laughs> maybe you could, you is that is that is that your experience? No, no. I mean, okay. yeah, I got. I was. I understand what he's saying. As but a, I, I, I don't mean in that extent. Build. I just mean like, you can lose, but you can also win a lot. You can, and you can also build up from something. Yeah. Little. Yeah. Like you. No, that's true. No, you you you're could t- you you're, could take you're five a, foot six. You could take a, a small amount of money and build it into a. <laughs> 
a large amount of money. But I, I do think it, it's interesting that, and I, I think I read this somewhere that, um, like the pain. Thank you Sorry, for, this for is that comment. But on Tinder, I'm um, six foot. The uh, the pain. Exactly. <laughs> okay, go on, go on, yes. go on. Sorry. The the pain from losing is double the pleasure from winning in the markets. So like that that feeling you get when you lose money is is twice as painful as a pleasure you get from making money. So the losses always hit harder than the gains. Have you have, have you ever felt that? I try to stay as neutral as, neutral as, as possible. possible. I can feel like I'm not I'm not numb to losing. You're money. like you're like ever seen in the movie, the movie Moneyball? Uh, is that the baseball one? Yeah. 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 It's a good and, movie. And, and it's all about being completely rational in yeah. uh, in your decision making and and not uh, not following the conventional baseball wisdom of uh, you know going with your gut and and your feelings. It's right. all about. Stats and analytics. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the approach you're taking with trading. But I think you yeah. need both, though. That's the thing. I think you need reason, and you also need emotion. In trading, you you need you need emotion. You're saying. I think you do. I mean, look, I don't trade. Obviously, I don't trade. But I do think it's it's reasonable to think that yes, you need to look at the data analytics, but yes, you also need to uh, go with your emotions and how you feel about the company or how you feel about what you're putting in. Does that make sense? I think that's kind of the opposite of everything <laughs> that Ben has been talking about. But it's an interesting. No, that, that's what okay. I'm. Just, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe your emotions can tell you something to prevent you mm-hmm. from doing something really stupid, or or just like losing a lot of money. I don't know. Well, the I, I think know. I think the emotion can definitely serve as like the driving force behind like why you even want to do it in the first. Well, place. Well, wouldn't that also go with fundamentals? You know how you were talking about fundamental and uh, what, what's the other one? Tactical. Tactical. Yeah. Doesn't emotion also go hand in hand with fundamentals? Because you learn about the company, but then you also, I don't know. When w- I don't know, when, when I think it. about that, I think about like, like when I'm investing. Because when I invest, I invest like very long term. Yeah. So the the emotion comes in when I like I believe in the company. Like there there there's there certain companies I own and I own it, you know, for the fundamentals. But there's there's a belief I have and there's a connection. Like for Apple, Apple for instance. <laughs> I am, I am, I am emotionally attached. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I have like an emotional. Every time you text me, (laughs) Apple to the moon. This is gonna sound so weird. Apple to the moon. No, but it's like I have, I have, I have a belief in the company based on based on the fundamentals, based on their, you know, their their cash flows and their balance sheet and 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 all that good stuff. But also as a consumer of their products, their products make me feel a certain way. Oh, and they, that's why I mean, they may, it, what, it, what no, way do they make you feel? Why, it's part of why Apple's so successful because it's oh, more than yeah. just a tech company; they're a luxury brand, luxury. and people have an people people have an attachment to their phone. Yes, but you're right. That you know translates to an attachment to the brand, which is which is beneficial for the company because yeah, no, you have such a loyal fan. No base. other brand has the emotions and and, <laughs> and and the I don't know. Like when you when you look at Apple, like you said, you feel a certain way. It, it looks feel warm and fuzzy. Inside. It looks it looks a certain <laughs> way, and I don't think any company was able to actually acquire like that same right unique style. Yeah, exactly. No, that, that, that's exactly right. And then when yeah. I see like Intel, Intel's a great company. It makes me feel great. <laughs> Intel. But it doesn't. Don't don't get me started on Intel. But the, it's just. I mean, granted, it's not apples to apples. Yeah. Um. But I that that's what that's where i see emotion coming into play but okay. the emotions shouldn't come into play where it's like i really want to make all this money i let me just yolo my bar mitzvah savings into uh <laughs> weekly calls on i don't know some biotech like dd whatever c uh cydy cydy i think if you have the emotion and you have the technical part like the data and yeah i think you can combine those to make a reasonable decision 
not only use your emotion because what you're saying is let right. me just spend all my money on this YOLO. That's only emotion. Right. Exactly. But I feel like you know, I, even if you don't know it, or even if you don't like you know, when, when you're dealing, when you're when you're trading mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I feel like we do have some type of subconscious emotion that's you know Definitely. going along with it. Definitely. I mean, how, how, do you feel like you're actually like you're really able to kind of control your emotions or do you or does <laughs> it, you know, like how often does it kind of because you're you're not a robot <laughs> almost. But but. I have to, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, man. So when it comes to certain stocks mm-hmm. that I just see on the scanner a lot, you kind of do build this feeling like I kind of want to be in that. Like the way I see what the market's doing, or what this is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know how this reacts like it's going to it's going to move. So there's sometimes like you have a feeling, but if I don't get the pattern, I can't take it. There's mm-hmm. there's so many times where it just keeps going up green bar, green bar, green bar. I can't yeah. I can't do anything about it because yeah. I just have to follow the plan. I don't have like a back test. I don't I, I back test. I have no back testing for buying something six bars up. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It, it probably wouldn't be good. So and then back testing is when you kind of go back into the past, and you see okay if I. If I took, like, let's say this, this 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 formation or this pattern's forming, if I took it, where would it have gone? That's backtesting. Is that, is that so true? when I backtest, I backtest the the management of the stock. Okay. So I say I do two to one. Right? Let's mm. say, what, what if I did What do you one? mean by the management of the stock, though? Like, um, like when I, when I like, so anytime I buy a stock, I have an entry. Okay. Entry price. I have my stop loss and I have my target. Right? Mm-hmm. And... How, where is that set? When should I sell? When I'm right? When should I sell? When I'm wrong? That's the trading management. Mm-hmm. That's okay. the so like I do two to one, all or nothing. So either I make the money or I don't make the money, right? Mm-hmm. In the past, I tried like like a hybrid version where it's you sell, you sell um, when you're like halfway to target, you sell a third, and then you move your stop loss to break even to like protect. Oh, I get mm-hmm. it. Okay. But I make less money doing that. Through backtesting, I, I mm. realize yep. I make less money doing mm. that than if I just did all or nothing. But it's it's really comes down to whatever you can emotionally control, you know. Mm. So yeah. you don't you don't change the stop loss, and you have to follow the plan and what you're testing, you know, because that's that's your edge. Yeah. So you, you just have to like you have to it's it's just you. You have to be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. have to be a robot as much as you can. Yeah. Now it's impossible to be a hundred percent efficient. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you could have a bad day. And then, you know, you, you make a mistake. And I would say the most mad, the most emotion I feel is when I make a mistake. Mm. When I'm wrong and I make a mistake, I feel the worst. Because I'm like, man, yeah. it's because I did this when I shouldn't have done yeah. it at all. And even when I'm right and I make money and I make a mistake, I have a, I have a whole um, Excel sheet for the amount of mistakes I make to mm. the total trades I've made. Mm. And I try to keep it above like 70% for at least this year. Mm. And the goal is to be like at 90%. Do you think most most traders are going into the level of detail that you do with your with your trades, or do you think most people are just just gambling? I don't know. I feel like that's a because I think what kind of question is that. I think well, <laughs> I don't well, know because I think I think the like the gray area between something that you're doing, which is very very practiced and and um, what's the word? It's just it's very it's very disciplined. disciplined yeah, disciplined yeah. versus just. You know, yoloing a bet. I mean, that, that that's the thing. It's like, and y- I know you were kind of saying that at some sometimes you just kind of yolo in like a casino, or in the past you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I I just feel like it's so it's so easy to just for that line to just blur, and yeah. then before you know it, you've blown up your account, which kind of makes you think like more like, like is is day trading for everyone? No, 
No. I don't think the stock market's for everyone. I don't think everyone mm. should honestly. If you're too emotional, I don't feel like s- some people just can't even dollar cost average into like the Nasdaq or the Spy. Yeah. Because if if there's a thirty percent correction, if there's a, a COVID, you mm-hmm. know, correction, everyone's scared. You can't even go to your job. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to cash out and have some savings. Mm-hmm. You know. But you know that you know the world didn't end. We're still here. Right. Right. And yeah. the market's at all time highs. So I don't think I don't think everyone should be in the market. I I I would say everyone that has a company that controls like their four hundred one k, they should definitely do that. But if you can touch it. You know, I, I I don't know. It's not. It's definitely not for for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, a lot of people don't like you know putting their money and giving giving their money to other people basically and just hoping for the best. A lot of people just like to. There's some people that just like like to have their money not even on uh, in banks. You know, they they just like to have cash at their house and keep Inflation. it somewhere. <laughs> no, but you know, like, a lot of people. Yeah, like a cash brick under your mattress. Exactly. Do you have that, Daniel? I do have that, Aaron. No, What's your joking, address? I don't. I don't. <laughs> My social security number is uh, what? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to, you know, steal my identity, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You guys have uh, acorns? No. Uh, okay, I you actually signed up for uh, for an acorns like early on when I when I just started investing. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, but then you really don't have that much control over where your money was being invested back then when uh, as well as how it was set up. Even so. I never oh, even now. Do you want to explain what Acorns is? Because it's actually could be uh, could be useful. Yeah. So in my opinion, I think there's more risk in not putting money into the market than there is to like mm-hmm. like the decision to not put anything in the market is probably worse than you just putting some money every month in. Mm-hmm. Because it's like seventy three percent of people have like no savings when they retire. Like the statistics are awful. Daniel, get out of the shots. Oh my god. Because your your yeah, things overheating. I know. But it's it's still pregnant up the audio. It looks like. I know. Okay. We'll we'll just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. I'm I just know. trying to fix it. Just Sounds keep good. going. Um, what was I saying? So, yeah. So it's a big issue with retirement, and mm-hmm. I think Acorns is a great way to get it done. Mm-hmm. Because so what what it is, is it's an app that lets you invest into their own version, I guess, of a mutual fund. You could say. Okay. Um, you get to choose how aggressive it is. Mm-hmm. So that's the control you. Bonds, mm-hmm. or you could have half in like spy, and then like small cap, large cap, international, or something mm-hmm. like that. And um, what it does is, if you are living, let's say, check to check, right? And you know, you tell yourself, I can't, I can't invest in the market. Well, what it does is, is that let's say you buy a Starbucks coffee for four dollars and fifty cents, mm-hmm. right? So it rounds it up to five dollar purchase, and it takes the fifty cents and puts it into the stock market. Mm-hmm. I, I have friends that have like two thousand dollars now in the market. Mm-hmm. In the last three years, all they do is swipe. Really? They put no money in. Yeah, and he and you know some people just don't have like the financial stability. And this is a great way to get money in yeah. the market. I use it for I put monthly amounts in, um, and I'm just using it as like a retirement or just some way to invest for the meantime mm-hmm. for like a long term. Mm-hmm. I don't feel right. like pulling it out, you know. And I think it's just great because it does like all the work for you. It literally exactly. pulls the money yeah. out of your account automatically. You can do daily, weekly, monthly. Mm-hmm. And you know it, it tells you how much you're gonna make when you're 65, and it's just a really yeah. it's a really simple it's like a Robinhood style simple app, but it's nothing like Robinhood. It's 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 really just meant to make sure you have money for when you mm-hmm. retire. 
Yeah. So if you guys want to check that out, it's called it's, it says it's called Acorns. Acorns. And it basically takes your transactions and it'll it'll round it up to the nearest dollar amount and that difference, however many cents it is, it'll just automatically start investing that. Yeah. And then over the course of uh, you know, however long uh, you're using it, it'll just you know keep growing. Yeah. Keep growing. I'm up uh, 26 percent. Nice. But nice. It's just the market, you know. That's great. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I highly I highly recommend. Yeah. It. Like, it's it's like a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no fees. I think it's like a dollar. I think it's a dollar a month. Okay. But uh, I mean, if you're putting money in like every day, like a dollar a day, and you only get charged a dollar in fees, jeez, you know. Yeah, I mean, think that's about it. <laughs> if you do a couple, of, if you do a couple of credit swipes a day, that's you know maybe a dollar, a dollar, two dollars a day. Yeah. Just going in, but it adds up over time. That's the whole thing. It compounds. Yeah. Over time, and it keeps Compound growing. Compound interest. Have more money than like. Yes. Americans, you know. Yeah. They retire. Simple yeah. Math. Well, that's uh. Dude, I'm sweating. I know. That's <laughs> a good way to end it. That's some really good advice. Again, check, check out Acorns if you guys are interested in uh, <laughs> no, getting well, started Jacob. in the investment process. Thank you so much. Jacob Benda, oh, thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me. This no, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. This was fun. Uh, Oren, feel free yeah. to uh, come on in here. We had some technical difficulties. Cameraman. Daniel's laptop was overheating. Yeah, that's why I got up. I was trying to figure it out. And but you I mean, were like standing in the shot. Standing in the shot. Covering up Benda's beautiful face. Sorry, Benda. Sorry. Right. Okay. Earth Benda. <laughs> Earth Benda. <laughs> Apology accepted. All righty, folks. Thank you again for watching this episode of uh, the Summer Pod Podcast. Stay tuned. we got more episodes coming out yeah, every week. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. YouTube. YouTube. Spotify. Spotify. Uh, Podcast.com. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Just look us up. You'll Everywhere. find us. Give us a like, subscribe. Make sure to do all that good stuff. And yeah, traditional yeah. fist bump. So what we're going to do is we're going to put our fist up, and we're just going to fist bump all together, all right? And we, and we touch in unison. Ready? <laughs> Three. One, two. Uh, one, two, three. Okay. One, two, three. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Catch you later. Have a good one.